Welcome back to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about the Bronco from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. Our sponsor for this episode is Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore a Bronco. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about off-roading 101 and what to expect, whether you have an early Bronco or a brand new Bronco. You hear that engine roaring? Vroom, vroom. It's probably Tom's Off-Road calling. Hey, we've got some cool parts. <laughs> Do you just take a picture? <laughs> take a picture of, I don't know what. <laughs> uh, I'm so, I'm technically challenged. Give me tools. This is not a tool. This, this break brought to you by Donnie's iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> In today's episode, we're going to be talking about off-roading 101 and what to expect, whether you have an early Bronco, full-size Bronco, or a brand new Bronco. Nice. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm ready to go off-roading, though. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We should go off-roading very soon. One of the uh, one of the Bronco events that just happened was the Moab Safari uh, up in, in Moab, Utah. And that is one that I have yet to be t- yet to go to, but I really want to take my Bronco. Like, I get to go to these events and shoot them, like film them, because I do video production, but I actually want to take my Bronco on that one one of these days. Let's haul it out there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I want to drive it out there. I think it'd be fun. I'll follow you with my trailer. It's a 24-hour <laughs> drive if you don't stop. I've done it before. Yeah. Without stopping? Without stopping. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, we had multiple drivers. It was me, Ian Johnson, and another guy, and we just rotated every six hours. So I had the uh, 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. shift, which was actually awesome because I was pulling a 30-foot uh, trailer. <laughs> That's called with, a graveyard shift. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great because it was like no one was on the road. I wasn't worried about, you know, I'm not, I, I can't, I, I don't pull trailers often. So it's like that made me super nervous. So driving with an empty highway was a lot easier at one in the morning, you know, than rush hour. So. So we didn't have an episode last week to post because we're both still recuperating from Supercell. (laughs) How many trips did you make back and forth from Franklin? I ended up, let me see, I think I made two full, so I drove to Townsend, came back to Franklin, drove to Townsend, and stayed in Townsend, and then drove home. So it was like two full round trips back and forth. It felt like a lot more because it's a four-hour drive, so it took a while. They had, um, I got, I think being gone almost a week, I, I got like three weeks behind somehow. <laughs> That's how it works. How about you? <laughs> yeah. You take a week off for super celebration and it's like, but I also, I took a week off to work on my Bronco as well. Cause it was like, I, there were so many parts that I needed to put on it so much that I needed to do. So there was a lot, a lot that I just had to, I'm still not caught up though, for sure. But it is nice just putzing around in my Bronco around town. Like I can drive it around town now, you know, cause it's super celebration ready. So oh, that's right. <laughs> you took it on the trails and didn't you just post a video of it driving through the mountain roads up there? Yeah. Yeah. I was, it, it did really well. I posted it right after super celebration, but it's like got almost a, mu- a million views now on, on that video. Wow. And like 
70,000 likes and 70,000 shares or something, it's or 7,000 like, shares. It's like, like a glamour reel. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It's like a car commercial. You did a great job on that. Thank you. Thank you. Big shout out to uh, uh, my buddy Eli, who is filming the event for us. It was cool. Cool having him. Uh, he did a great job. I We were watching one of the videos, and my wife's like, wow, it's a video is so great. And I go, yeah, we're not in the showroom, and John's buddy came and shot it. Yeah, yeah. And he shot, so what he did, he shot the event, like just went around and, and filmed B-roll at the event. And then I took all that footage, and for Tom's, I actually edited a recap video for them. So if you're like, John, why haven't we seen a recap video of Super Celebration, uh, you know, post on your YouTube channel? It's because I actually, technically, I posted it on Tom's Off-Road YouTube channel and uh, uh, did it for them. They, you know, obviously paid me because... That's what I do full time. But um, yeah, so it, it worked out pretty well to, to do that. And uh, they were they were super appreciative. And it actually turned out to be a great video. I used all of our, you know, like used clips from us doing the podcast and stuff like that and cut it all together with a bunch of footage of, you know, people's Broncos and stuff like that. So it was fun. Uh, so I wanted to ask you because I've been to the last two and how long has it been going on now? Um, I don't know. Long time. I, I want to say 15, 20 years. Like it's, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a long one. Well, and I, so my, um, you know, my reference of the whole thing is the last two years and it's huge. It's from what, 800 plus trucks to 1200 plus this year. Yeah. But what was the first one like that you went to? So the first one I went, first super celebration I went to was 10 years ago. So 2013. Um, I didn't, I haven't been 10 times. I haven't been every time. I think I've been eight times, but yeah, I went in 2013, probably I would say 200 trucks, maybe like it was small. So there, they used to meet at, at the Tally Ho Inn. There was a field next to the Tally Ho Inn, um, like this ghetto ish hotel, not really ghetto, but, um, not nice hotel. Um, Tally Ho is great. Sorry. Sorry, Tally Ho. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would, we, we would meet there and all the Broncos would be parked in the field next to it. I mean, I don't even think many of the vendors had a bigger tent than a 10 by 10, you know, it was like, I couldn't even tell you what vendors were actually there. I'm sure Duff's was there. I'm sure, you know, some of, some of those guys who are local or that were there. I don't think wild horses or Tom's or Jeff's Bronco graveyard was there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a very different feel, um, and very much just like hanging out in the field, um, kind of, kind of feel not like these, you know, walking through this whole vendor area and food trucks and everything that we have now. Um, it, it felt different for sure. You could literally go around back then and look at every Bronco and spend time looking at every Bronco and talk to every person, you know? Well, I, I felt like a lot of people actually, you had like relationships with people and know them. So you've known some of these people a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, the people are the best part of Super Celebration. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things where you get to see your old friends, you get to see people that you haven't seen in a year and see what they've done on their trucks, see what they have been working on. Um, and you get to just kind of catch up with them, you know, and it's like, 
Because, yeah, I've got friends in Pennsylvania, you know, who I don't get to see often, you know, and, and so I have friends in Michigan, I have friends in North Carolina, I have friends in Florida, you know, and it's like, they all kind of, you know, come to this event. And it's like, we get to hang out. And um, most of my time, like, you know, in the evenings, I'm going to these little dinner events, not, you know, not these huge events, but just like going over to the, you know, Robin Amanda Matthews house and hanging out with them, you know, with 10 other people and just hanging out and catching up on the last year, you know? And um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the events are, are about the people, you know, that that's what makes them so special. And it just happens to be that we all love Broncos. And so we kind of have this common, common thing to talk about and to catch up on. Um, but yeah. That's, it's so big. Even Alaska early Broncos was there. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan. I know. That was awesome. That was so cool. There are a couple of people um, from Alaska that came. I was like, that is incredible that that's how big that event is getting, that people from Alaska are coming coming to check out the event. His, his uh, posts are just terrific because it's like 1969. They're still using their trucks. They have plows on them. Yeah. They drive them to work because the car is not going to get there. Yep. I mean, it's so yep. cool. It's it's uh, they're real Bronco drivers. Yeah, yeah. We talked about doing an Alaska trip, which we need to make that happen. Drive from Nashville up <laughs> to maybe Oregon, pick up the Tom's crew, and then everyone go up to Alaska, and <laughs> go wheeling up in Alaska. It'd be gone a month, like Courtney yeah. Barber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What was your favorite part of oh, uh, Super Celebration? You know. Uh, kind of the co-mingling of the new Broncos and the old Broncos. It's kind of like, okay, we can get along now. And you could see uh, customized Gen 6 Broncos now, lifted Broncos. They Lots of them were modified. It wasn't just brand new Broncos showing up at an early Bronco show. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part was actually the interview with Chase Gentry. Yeah. Where he was talking about how he wheels his Bronco and the extremes that he's put it on and he said at one time he had it standing on one rear wheel like a tree you were chopping down. He didn't know which way it was going to go, but it went back on its wheels. So he pushes that truck to the limit. Yeah. But he was talking about at Moab how he was going up. Uh, which trail was it? Hell's. I think it was Hell's Gate at Hell's Revenge. So I think the trail's Hell's Revenge, and then that little obstacle is called Hell's Gate. I might have gotten those mixed up. And his four-door is pretty much stock other than tires. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. He might have a lift on there, but I think it's pretty stock. Yeah, and so he's going up uh, Hell's Gate, yeah. and all these Jeep guys are at the top that have modified Jeeps, and they just want to watch him roll over. And he, he finally gets up it and makes it to the top, and they're not impressed. And he's like, fine. So he drives around, and he goes up it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. He, he's, he's fun to watch, for sure. If, if you aren't aware of who we're talking about, Chase Gentry, we'll put a, put a link to his YouTube channel um, down below. He, he's, a, he's a good one. He, um, I think he's a Ford ambassador, Bronco ambassador, um, or he's on that ambassador program uh, with the Bronco. So it's, he, yeah, he's like, I do everything to try to break it. You know, like I try to break my truck, <laughs> you know, and there's going to be one or two or three trucks that have an issue and it hits the internet. And then the Jeep guys are like, well, they all have this issue. And he's like, I haven't broke it yet. Yeah. Like yeah. I am trying it. And what it's got 62,000 miles in one year. Oh my gosh. And he, 
and he takes it to Moab, does Moab or any trail, and then drives it back to Texas. I mean, it's absolutely wearing that thing out. And he says, nah, no issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. He's, he's, he's a, he's a cool one for sure. Well, that's a, that's a good segue into off-roading. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we talked about off-roading in a previous episode. Um, but we talked more about like, what parts do you need to upgrade to, uh, you know, get your Bronco ready to go off-road. So today what we want to talk about is more um, more in-depth, like what should you expect when going off-road? And I, you know, I kind of look at it as, um, hey, what, what should you do uh, to make sure that your Bronco comes off the trail in one piece? <laughs> you go on the trail in one piece. How do you make sure your, your Bronco comes off the trail in one piece? And now some of you guys might say, I would never take my Bronco off road. I'm not even going to listen to this. Like there's no way that, you know, I'd ever, I'd ever go off road and skip. Don't, don't skip yet. Um, before you completely tune this one out, um, you know, the, the reason we go off roading isn't to just go damage our trucks, right? It's like, we don't hope that we break something when we go off road. We are talking about chase. He tries to break something, but, um, but the reason that we go off-roading, it's just like when you go to Super Celebration. It's for the people. Like, it, it's, it's that, that moment, that time that you get to hang out and you get to do something uh, that you wouldn't normally do with a group of friends. Um, and, yeah, you do get that adrenaline rush when you're trying to accomplish something that you don't think that you could accomplish, you know, like – that is totally part of it, but it's not, you know, we don't go out to go off-roading to go break. And, and it's one of those things, um, you know, there, there's risk to a $60,000 Gen 6 Bronco or a $100,000 early Bronco. Like, um, you know, there's definitely stuff that you could break, but we want to, I want to just kind of, you know, give you guys some tips on how not to break when you're going off-road, how to minimize the damage because if you go off road correctly, then you shouldn't have any damage. Like it's when you get stupid that you start damaging your truck. So, yeah. Um, so three things that we're going to cover in this off-roading 101. Number one, don't go alone. Number two, know what's around you. And number three, go slow. So we'll kind of talk through each of those as we go through this. Well, I want to go off-roading with my Bronco and I've been very apprehensive about it but it's got everything on it like i have to do something ready yeah it's just like now i'm ready yeah so um but you know what can i do not to have any damage what's some advice yeah so number one don't go alone um you know you always want to go with someone who can spot you um and just off-roading is better when you go in a group like off-roading like the you know the the point isn't just to you know go drive up some rocks, but it's like, go hang out with your friends. Um, and, but I always say, go with someone who's better than you so you can learn from them. So when you say spotter, yeah. um, you're talking about someone that that's looking at the trail for you since you can't maybe see everything. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, there's a couple things, you know, when you go with a group, um, or when you go with someone else who, who knows how to off road, the first thing is you can follow their lines. You know, if I'm driving in front of you 
and and you're behind me, you can see where my tires are going and and where I am finding traction. So, you know, you put the more experienced person up front um, so that they can kind of follow, find the line and, and go through it. Um, and then the people behind them, oh, okay, I see where he put his tires. I'm going to put my tires on those same obstacles or those same rocks. But then having a spotter, like when you get to a difficult obstacle, you want to get out, you want to look at the obstacle, you want to try to figure out where, you know, how you're going to get up it, watch someone else go up it first. But then you have a spotter because when you're sitting in that Bronco, you can't see all four wheels. You can't see what's around you, you know, where you're putting your tire. Yeah. The new Bronco has those features where you can, you know, turn on and off the cameras and that kind of thing. But even with that, cameras are two-dimensional. You can't you can't see 3D like our, our eye can. So having someone spot you where they're able to be outside of your vehicle and see what you're coming up and see how to, okay, you want to put this tire here and this tire here, and I'm going to direct you to do that and, and you know, keep you safe. But then also, if you have someone who knows how to off-road, who knows how to spot, man, it is so much more fun. Like I, the the times that um, I've been off road with a good spotter, I have so much more fun because I can accomplish so much more. You know that they know. Oh yeah, you're not going to make it up this line. Your your differential is going to hit there, or you're not going to make it up over here. You're you know like when you have someone who is good at spotting, it just it just makes the whole thing more fun, funner, more fun. Um, and then the third one, man, you need someone to help you winch when you get stuck, like 90% of the breakages or the damage that I see out on the trail, it is the guy who thinks that he's better than winching. And so he starts getting stuck and he, you know, just keeps trying and keeps trying and keeps trying and keep, you know, and, and starts going too fast and getting too crazy. And then boom, something breaks or boom, he flops over or whatever it is. So if you have a good spotter and you aren't, uh, prideful and you can winch up, um, you know, <laughs> some obstacles, you're not going to have any damage, you know, because it's like, there shouldn't be a reason for you to, to have damage. If, if you're in a group, you're following someone's line, you got someone to spot you and you've got someone to, to winch you up along the way. I, I took away from that. I shouldn't go first. Yeah, exactly. But I also get that the more people that go up, they're like, okay, this rocks loose. We'll go around that. And you're like, you have more information, so you're going to do better as a first-timer if you go towards the end. Exactly. exactly. Or just in the middle. Pick someone. So there was this guy. I went on a trip once, Jay Patterson. Um, I followed him, and he had an early Bronco. I had an early Bronco. He had lockers. I didn't have lockers. But I knew that if I could follow his his line, then I could do pretty well just kind of sticking behind him. And if I got stuck, if he saw that I was stuck, he would hop out and spot me up, you know, and, and that's kind of how we went. And that was, that was really fun. Well, and there's all different levels of trails. So we, we do one called the dirt devil with yeah. our club, which is really kind of riding around in the country and Creek crossings. It's not yeah. rock climbing. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that event is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks um, with our Tennessee Bronco club. And yeah, it's just going going on some dirt trails and and uh, legally crossing some creeks. There's some roads in Tennessee that cross creeks, and you're you're allowed to go through them. Um, 
But yeah, that's a that's a fun one. But it kind of it kind of goes to my next point too. Number two, know what's around you. You know that it, they call it spatial awareness. You want to know what's above you, what's below you, and what's beside you at all times when you're off roading to make sure that you don't hit anything. What What do you do when you're alone? Like I don't have a spotter. Yeah. Uh, well, don't don't go out on the trail alone. <laughs> that would be number one. Number one. Yeah. Number one. Don't go alone. But number two, yeah, know, know what's around you. And, you know, knowing, knowing what's around you, like everyone knows like, oh, okay, yeah, make sure nothing hits underneath. But you want to know what's above you because you want to make sure that you don't hit what's on top of you. Because there, there are a lot of times where you'll go over a rock and you'll pop up two feet, you know, not in the air, but two feet to go, you know, go over a two foot rock. Okay, now your Bronco is two feet higher than you were normally. So you want to make sure that there isn't stuff above you. Or if you have just one wheel on a, a ledge or, or something that's up in the air, now all of a sudden your Bronco is sideways and you're, you're tipping one way. Well, now if there's a tree on that side of the trail and you just put your, you know, put your tire on a rock, boom, you just broke your back window on that tree, you know? So you really want to know everything that is around you, not just under you. So John, what about your tires? I've, I've heard stories of people popping tires on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that does happen, but what, you know, it's not like, uh, if you roll over a sharp rock, then you're going to pop your tire. That's not how it happens. You know, like I've heard a lot of people like, Oh yeah, I just popped my tire. No, you, you, you did something wrong. Um, and a lot of times, so back to that kind of spatial awareness, like knowing what is around you. So if you come up to an obstacle and you don't put your tire on the rock, you put it next to the rock and it has a sharp edge to it and your tire kind of gets stuck in there. And then you try to turn your wheel, you know, a sharp angle to get out of that, you know, that, that spot. Well, that, that, that rock is rubbing up against the sidewall of the tire and your sidewall is pretty weak on your tire. That's, that would be the weakest part. The tread isn't weak. It's that sidewall. And so you want to make sure that you put your tires on the obstacle on the rock and that you're aware of any rocks beside that, where if you turn too sharp or, or something like that, you're going to rub that sidewall of the tire and potentially pop your tire. Or can't you like take it off the bead? Yeah. Yeah. That happens too. Um, that they do beadlock, you know, beadlock tires and all that does really when you, when you're talking about tires, you want your tire to give you more of a cushion off road. So the less air it has in it, the more cushion it has, you know, if you have 45 pounds of, of air in your tire, that thing's rock hard. But if you drop it down to 10 pounds of air in your tire, then it's real soft, you know, and it, and it really absorbs a lot of the smaller rocks. It absorbs a lot more, makes it more comfortable off-roading, very dangerous to do highway miles oh, at yeah. 10, 10 PSI or lower. Um, but yeah, so a lot of times guys will air down their tires, it gives you better traction as well. Um, when you're climbing over rocks and a lot of times, uh, when they air down their tires with a non beadlock tire, they'll just air down a little bit too far. And like I was saying, you know, they'll get that tire kind of wedged somewhere, crank the wheel one way too hard, and it will literally just separate the tire from the wheel and pop your tire. Now, that's not a pop as in damage to it. It's just pulled it off the, the wheel. 
and all the air comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but man, uh, what I just put on my uh, Bronco is the Method Bead Grip wheels, um, and they have like this the this ledge in there. So most tires, you know, you have the the ledges outside that hold the tire in. The bead grip has two ledges, so it kind of it's kind of like a bead lock, but it holds the the bead of the tire onto the the wheel, the rim, really well. And um, yeah, we've run those at zero psi. You're not supposed to, but we ran them at zero. Ian, um, one of my clients, did, and it didn't come off the rim. We we drove it for about a mile because um, it. Def, like completely deflated and it never came off oh, the so rim. Oh, so that's cool. So the outside of the rim keeps the tire from coming off outside, but that keeps it from moving inside In, yeah, also. And letting out all the air or... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, interesting uh, interesting design there, but I really like those. Well, I see a lot of videos where, you know, people are just have it matted. They're just <laughs> pedal to the metal and they're... I've seen people do this and, you know, it's like, what is that? Yeah. I mean, so I will say I'm in video production. Like I film off-roading very on the regular. I love to see tire smoke. I love to see rocks flying. I love to see, you know, the action. That's not rock crawling, you know, like <laughs> that's not at all. Like that's how you damage something. Um, and so, you know, when, when you start doing that, like that definitely, puts you in a place of risking uh, damaging something on your vehicle. Too much speed, your tires lose traction, and you're not moving forward. You know, like that's that's just kind of how it goes. So if you can go slow, and they, that's why they call it crawling. It's like a baby crawling. You know, you let your tires do the work, um, and you let the, you know, you let your Bronco just kind of putt, 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 putt up the hill. And, uh, and that really, it's not as, it's not as sexy to watch, but it works a lot better. Well, I know all the trucks have like too high, too low, four high, four low. And then the new Broncos have a dial. You can choose your mode, but what's your advice there? Well, and that like, so that is the transfer case, uh, too high, four high, four low. Um, that's the transfer case. And on our early Broncos, that's about all we got, you know, like we can switch into too high, too you know, four high, four low. Um, and, but really, you know, the two high, four high, that's highway, you know, that is you're, you're taking the power that the engine's making and you're going fast with it. Um, and like I said, when you're rock crawling, you want to go slow. When you're driving off road, you want to go slow because you want your tires to, to remain in traction. So putting it in four low, that actually adds an extra gear basically to your transmission. Like it, it brings down the the transmission speed, um, which allows you to go slower off road, but still have be in that peak torque, you know, the pow- peak power that your engine is making um, with that with that transfer case. So that's that's all you got with the early Bronco. With a new Bronco, I usually just tell people to leave it in normal mode, go to four low on their um, goat mode dial. And, uh, you know, if you have a locking differential, you can use that while you're out on the trail, but usually that's enough like that. Usually just switching into four low, you know, usually changes your transmission enough. But the cool thing is on the new Broncos, you've got different goat modes. Um, so if you have a Badlands, you can switch it into rock crawl mode, 
or it, with all the, I think all the other ones, you switch it into mud and ruts. Um, and that, what that does is that changes your steering input. So it, it takes further. Oh, you have to actually, yeah. yeah, you actually have to turn your steering wheel further to turn. Um, it changes your throttle response. So how, you know, it's harder to not harder. It's, uh, if you press on the gas pedal, it actually takes longer to speed up. Um, and it changes your brake response so that your brake pedal is a little bit softer. So it like changes all those things like on the fly, um, when you switch into that mud or ruts or, uh, or the rock crawl mode. So pretty cool how the, how the Bronco does that, um, that shifting. We can, we can go now. Yeah, let's go. Time to go. <laughs> Try the mud and rep mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I've heard about another thing where you, where it's you'd like drive with two feet or you know climbing with two feet, but it's like two <laughs> pedal. Like normally you're told not to do that in a car. Yeah. My driving instructor told me not. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that when you drive normal. But yeah, it's left foot braking is is what they call it. And yeah, basically what that does, you know, have you ever gone over a speed bump and your foot hits the, the, uh, gas pedal really hard and you, and then you go over the, the back, you know, goes over the speed bump and you do it again. Like, you know, and you kind of got that like when you're going, well, left foot braking kind of takes that away. So the idea with left foot braking is you get your foot kind of locked into a position uh, where your engine's at 1800 RPM or 200 or 2000 RPM, you know, what, somewhere where it's like, you've got some good, um, uh, enough speed to get over an obstacle, but not where, you know, it's like, we, you know, where, where it's really high. And then you use your brake, uh, your left foot on the brake to actually go over the obstacle. So that way you're keeping your engine in that peak, uh, power range, and you're just letting off on the brake or pushing harder on the brake to go over that obstacle. And your brake is actually harder or it, it like it, it's not as sensitive as your throttle. So when you do that, you don't, you don't risk that you know, as you're going over rocks, it kind of evens that out a little bit and, and allows the brake to, to slow you down, but then it keeps it, you know, keeps your, your uh, engine at the, the peak RPM and, and, you really, you can actually go over obstacles a lot better by doing that um, because it's like, man, your tires just want to break traction. And so if you are only using the gas, it's like you're just trying to get your, your tires to break traction. But if you get your, your RPM up to a good spot and then you use your brake to kind of let off, then it's like you get that grip and that power from the engine. You kind of modulate it. Yeah, yeah. You're not excited about the stuff at all. Oh, dude, I love this. Stuff. And those were not dubbed in sounds. Those were actually all yeah. made by, <laughs> all by John. Made by my mouth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep, yep. So, wow, all all that's super helpful. I, I'm actually not nervous about going now. So let <laughs> let me recap. All right. Okay, don't go alone. Yep. Which you've had to tell me twice. Uh, know <laughs> what's around you. I think you told me that twice. Go slow and. You said I should always bring my toe strap. Yeah, you should. You should have a toe strap. You <laughs> you, you need a winch. Do you have a winch yet? No, but other people will have winches, <laughs> yeah. right? Just make sure the person ahead of you has a winch that can pull you up, pull you up the trail as you go. <laughs> I have everything but a winch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, good, uh, good little off-roading 101. Hey, if you guys have some off-roading tips for us, shoot us an email at questions at thebroncast.com. We'd love to hear your off-roading tips. Obviously, we haven't gone deep into off-roading yet. Maybe that'll come in the future. I don't know. If you want to hear some off-roadingness, let us know. But moving on. Oh, I know that sound. That's my Gen <laughs> 6. That's some n- the new exhaust on my Gen 6. Whoa, you know what that means? Giveaway. Giveaway time. Okay. So uh, Tom's Off-Road is our sponsor. Amazing sponsor. Um, they have treated us well. Uh, definitely so far in sponsoring the broadcast. And they, they asked us, they said, Hey, uh, what if we give some more stuff, give you guys some more stuff to give away on the broadcast? And we were like, uh, deal. Yes. <laughs> let's make this happen. So, uh, Donnie just installed the bold exhaust and it's, uh, we have, uh, some info on it. The bold axle back exhaust. I keep wanting to say cat back, but that's incorrect. So it's the axle backed back exhaust. Um, and we're going to give one of those away. Now you just put this on your truck. Yeah. I've, I've had it on there for about a month now and I love it. It has like, first concern was, uh, you know, is it going to drone? Am I going to have that in the cab of the truck? There's none, nice. but I got this rumble when I started up, people turn their heads. It's got this growl that I didn't have before. Nice. So, and uh, you know, when you use the remote starter, well, now I can tell if my truck started or not because the stock exhaust is the size of a grill. It's like a smoker. <laughs> yeah. It's so big that you can't hear whether the truck's running or not. And it's, yeah. that, that had to go. It was too quiet. But this doesn't have any of the characteristics that like a three-chamber exhaust you put on where it's just too loud. This is actually really cool because you're like, oh, I got an engine in here now. Nice, nice. Makes that, wakes that. Do you have the V6? I have the 2.7 liter, um, turbo turbo. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, that, that is awesome. And you, you talked about installing it. It was pretty easy to install, right? Yeah. There was literally one nut and two hangers, the exhaust hangers to get off. And those gave me more trouble than I could have had it done in five minutes. If I'd had the exhaust hanger tool that you just pull it off, but we used some disc soap. So putting it on only took minutes, but yeah, it was super easy. You know, the Broncos are lifted. You don't need a lift or a jack or anything. I just Man. laid on my back and did it in the grass. It was awesome. That's super cool. That's super cool. Okay, so we've gotten some feedback from you guys that not all of you are uh, Mac people, iPhone people, so you can't leave a review on iTunes. <laughs> I get that. That's that's fine. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to do this giveaway a little bit differently. So for the next three episodes, we're going to be talking about this bold axle back exhaust, and we're going to give away one to you Gen 6 guys. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't really fit on the, the uh, classic Bronco. So all you have to do is click the link in the podcast description or the show notes, whatever one uh, you have there on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. And that link is going to take you to the drawing page on the Tom's Off-Road website. So you're going to be like, wait, why are we going to the Tom's Off-Road website? Well, because Tom's Off-Road is giving away the bold exhaust kit. So you'll put in your information and you'll get entered to win. But that's not all. If you want more chances, better chances to win, then you can do stuff like subscribe to my YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. You can subscribe to 
Tom's Off Road uh, YouTube channel at uh, Tom's Off Road 76. You can also follow Tom's Off Road on Instagram and follow Bold Exhaust on Instagram. And if each of those things, if you do each of those things, it gives you like five total entries. I've already done this. I have five entries in there as well because <laughs> I want to win one of these for my future uh, Gen 6 Bronco. But yeah, they all count for entries. And man, I got a lot of that's not alls. And uh, for those of you who have left a review, you also will get extra entries because you've left, left us an, a review on iTunes and you've emailed us. But if I, if you do that, please just use the same email address to register for this as you used to email us that you left us a review. Whew, that's a lot. Oh, and it's going to close. Uh, the entries will close on June 16th. You want this exhaust. If you've yeah. got a new Bronco, it's like, definitely, it's so easy to do, but it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put all that in the link, uh, or in the description below. It'll be pretty easy. You'll, you'll get it. Just click that link, go to Tom's website. You aren't going to be able to find this just searching on Tom's website. So don't try to do that. Uh, but you have to follow the link in the description, but Donnie, that's not all that Tom's is giving us, is it? There's more. There is, there is more. <laughs> You didn't I, tell me about this. I, there's, there's so much more. So the other thing Tom said was, hey, what if we start giving your listeners early access to our new parts? Oh, you remember this? Cool. You remember Part, this? The new parts. I do now. Yeah. The new parts that are coming out that Tom's is putting out. They were like, what if we start giving you, your listeners early access to those parts? And I was like, that is amazing. So what they're going to do, they're going to give us early access where we will have a link to go to a new part early, but not only early, at a discount. So for like two weeks, that part is going to be at a discount and it's going to be coming out early. And the first one starts next week. <laughs> so not, not, not today. But I will say, if you like to have a warm butt when you're driving in a Bronco, you should definitely listen next week. <laughs> For how to how to get how to get this, we'll this just uh, leave it at that access part. Yeah, keep them guessing. <laughs> They're like, what? We're gonna put a hole in your tunnel, your, <laughs> your transmission tunnel. Have anything to do with the muffler? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So there we go. That's uh, that's our episode for today, dude. That was a fun episode. That's fun. I enjoyed it. I well, enjoyed in it. in uh, so then we're gonna start some engine stuff. Yeah, I'm next pumped about that engine. Yeah, yeah. be good. Stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the Broncast. We'll see you next week.